0: Good evening, it's Tuesday the 28th of August 2018 and I have settled on my bed surrounded by some books um, and with my phone to be able to record this week's review. Um, I, I had, it I, I actually, it was kind of heartbreaking to listen back to the last um one of these that I recorded because you'll hear how excited I was about the prospect of seeing Andrew WK live at The Corner on Saturday. I love The Corner Hotel in Richmond as a venue. I love Andrew WK as a performer. It was a full band and I was incredibly ill. I actually was ill from Wednesday afternoon right through until Sunday night. Um, I dragged myself out of bed feeling quite stiff and sore, but not sick anymore. But oh my God, just pummeled on monday morning but i had to forego the andrew wk live show at the corner and it was it was just one of those things i think by the end of sunday it kind of had me in tears The cumulative effect of it was to reduce me to tears because it's so hard missing out on so many things that i would love to be out and about and doing and it does feel unfair in a gendered way that um a disproportionate share of the care of (coughs) my children has fallen to me which means that I can't get out and about. And I've left myself with no fucking water bottle by the side of my bed. I've got my daughters, though, so I'm going to have a sip. But notwithstanding my personal misfortune, I was able to get out to see the launch of the Writers' Festival. Uh, The Melbourne Writers' Festival was launched on Friday at a lovely venue of the Melbourne Museum. And the program... uh, Coy coyly toys with the possibility of not being p- a purely writer's festival it builds itself as a writer's festival like you've never seen it before and um the theme is life and death, and there's an animal church and lots of conversations and there's been some criticism lobbed at the festival and its director um but we'll get into the context of that in just a minute that it's not a it's not a writers' festival um in so much as they understand it and Uh, what's she doing with the taxpayers' money. But you don't have to scratch very much to reveal some very interesting context that's going on. Partly uh, there's um, a situation going on with writers' festivals in Australia at large. They're being accused of some sort of grand censorship with regards to Germaine Greer. And I will come back to Germaine Greer, um, unfortunately. But um, the launch of... uh, the Melbourne Writers' Festival, the theme of the Melbourne Writers' Festival, the content of the Melbourne's Writers' Festival is a wonderful writers' festival. It definitely um, flirts with some of the boundaries of creativity where where writing and literature borders with music and performance and stand-up comedy and journalism, really, but beautifully beautifully there's lots of things in the um program that i think would be fantastic things to get along to if one wasn't sick and had children um and one of the things that i thought was really quite wonderful is there's going to be a video um a video streaming event with um behruz buchani whose book um no friend but the mountains is is now out and i must must get myself a copy of that i have got a um a live from Manus. that's actually tomorrow night um beyond the inhumane policies a kurdish journalist poet and film producer Barry's bachani talks live from Manus island with translator and then i think there's a lot of really interesting content but my review of the night was as follows as posted to my facebook so i will read this from my facebook if i can find it quickly um so and then i'll come back to the other thing when you look through facebook where videos start i don't want the videos go away okay so this is what i said marie cardi's curatorial debut as melbourne's festival melbourne fest fuck <laughs> Marie Hardy's curatorial debut as Melbourne Writers Festival AD has an effervescent irreverence to it from the moment the top is popped. Opening with a stunning cross-art form gala, the tone is set to inspire. It's as though Hardy wants to push past the hand-wringing earnestness of how do I find a publisher or what to do about writer's block and move straight to why do we do anything creative at all? The bewildered yet welcome keynote ramble by none other than Andrew WK hooked onto the essential notion that to do, to be, to attempt is the real meaning of the creative journey and that you may achieve so much inspiration you never know about while on your path heading somewhere else. Influence ricocheting off moments and spinning wildly outwards into poly realities of possibility. A daring program, a darling launch, a delightful direction. Bravo, Miss Hardy. Now, aside from the fact that... I am, I am a, an acquaintance, a waving, air-kissing friend acquaintance of Ms Hardy, and I like her very much. Um, I think that's sort of uh, I hope that I still have the integrity to... Um, well, yeah, I mean, you can't buy my good opinion. If I didn't think it was a good festival, I would say so. So there you go. It, it looks like a very good festival. The, the bits that I got to were wonderful. I felt incredibly privileged and proud to be um sung to by mojo juju <laughs> she did a rendition of native tongue that i think i hope will stay with me for the rest of my life and my beloved andrew wk standing up there in his white scruffy t-shirt and his white scruffy jeans and his long scruffy hair and is talking about the party and there was elements of it I thought, you're performing this a little bit too much as a comedy or, you know, making this seem like you don't fit. I, I would have liked to have seen him own that space a bit more and and maybe explore some of his philosophy that I don't know. if Maybe he didn't write that stuff. Maybe the stuff that I was reading on that website years and years ago with all of the rants and the all-caps bits, that wasn't him and maybe he can't tap into that because it wasn't him. I don't know. But at any rate... It was really, really quite a wonderful launch. But one of the criticisms that's been levelled at the festival is that uh, Australia's preeminent feminist, Germaine Greer, has a new book coming out on rape, which was, and she wasn't featured at the Melbourne Writers' Festival. And it goes on, there's the plot thickens. See, she wasn't featured at the Brisbane Writers' Festival. And the Brisbane Writers' Festival actually released a statement about not including her in their festival along the lines of um, a statement from their artistic director or managing director or, you know, whatever she is. Um, And I'll read you the quote. In blindly holding up the perspectives of Greer and her ilk as not only worth listening to, but a valuable contribution to an ongoing conversation, we ignore that her views are demonstrably neither of these things. It is possible to point out that someone has written important and still relevant work and that they are no longer doing so. And for a while, Jermaine Greer's unquestioned place in the um, pantheon of Australian literary gods and you know, relevant social intellectuals is has bothered me because I haven't heard anything useful come out of her mouth for a very long time, and um, it seems like she's a bit of a bull in a china shop when it comes to some of the more delicate contemporary issues of uh, gender identity, body identity, um, bodily autonomy, bodily agency. It just feel I feel like if she hasn't got anything useful to contribute, then she doesn't get to contribute that's the rules for everybody else so it it needs to be the rule for her you don't get to secure a place at the table and then just stay there forever and um my comment on Jermaine Greer was it was i wrote this it was just a note in a notebook and it said why Jermaine Greer is not useful and it said because you can't perform surgery with a blunt instrument and i feel that that's really what Jermaine's contributions have been lately a, a completely blunt instrument, that the only th- good thing to be done with the blunt instrument is to bludgeon someone who doesn't agree with you. And I think that her sen- insensitive comments about sexual assault and transgender identity and and uh, delivered with that sort of, you know, put down the glass of beer and, and make a statement in the pub type Yes, it's insouciance and it's charming (coughs) to a certain degree, but I really think it's outlived its usefulness um, in the Australian intellectual debate, especially regards feminism and um, where it's heading at the moment. And I think you're not obliged to... You don't just get a place at a festival because you're releasing a new book. It doesn't work like that. And I'm glad it doesn't work like that. And I don't see it as censorship. Um, Although it was very interesting to see the Herald Sun bastion of very, very... Thorough journalism taking up the um, the torch and and waving it around, saying that Marie Hardy and they put this you know, but we have to remember who Marie Hardy is for the Herald Sun. She's the granddaughter of one of their mortal enemies, Frank Hardy, who wrote the wrote the novel, the thinly veiled novel that was taken to court. As a work of fact, when it was actually a work of fiction, and, and that's who Marie Cardi is. And the Herald Sun is a right-wing tabloid newspaper. And who gives a shit how they choose to paint someone who they're obviously not going to be able to get on board with. So, I hope that none of it, none of it is m- m- marring anyone's experience of the Melbourne Melbourne Writers Festival, or influencing anybody's. I hope. I doubt it's influencing any intellectual person's opinion about anything because no, <laughs> really. You, you click on the link and you get to the paywall, and if you've already read it, well then, I I don't know what you were doing, wondering what other viewpoints there might be. Anyway, but it did. Uh, uh, the latest political debacle going on in Australia has. Uh, uh I took my copy my lovely beat up second hand copy of The Lucky Country by Donald Horn along to the Writers Festival launch and chuckled along gleefully at some of the lines with how relevant they were with the uh, um, you know, the goings on of Friday, then you know, the 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 bloodbath I've heard it referred to in the newspapers of the liberal leadership um situation. But there's this wonderful quote on um in the section of what is an Australian. <clears throat> and it said, um, oh, hang on. I don't want to quote too much of it. Yeah. It is a sign of how deeply populist much Australian thinking is that when someone wants to criticise Australia, he criticises not the few who run it, but the mass of the people, as if the genius of the nation resided exclusively in them and only spontaneously generation on their... Only spontaneous generation on their part could affect reform. This habit conceals the fact that, while ordinary Australians have many fine and some quite exceptional characteristics, the present elites in Australia are mostly second rate. Many of the nation's affairs are conducted by racketeers of the mediocre who have risen to authority in a non-competitive community where they are protected in their adaptations of other people's ideas. (laughs) Oh, that did make me chuckle at the launch of the party. And I felt a little, I felt, um, uh, yes, let me see. Okay, let me go back to quick recap what I have been watching. I have been sick and I have needed soup and sweet things. And so I have chosen to, I've actually realized that I've finished nearly everything that I'm currently watching, re rewatched Stranger Things, done, finished all of Black Mirror, done, finished all of the, the Crown done, and I didn't enjoy Sense Eight. I won't take that any further. I might start watching something new, but in the meantime, I watched Grand Designs House of the Year, and I enjoyed that so much. I really, really enjoyed seeing all of those beautiful houses and all of that aerial drone photography. And I liked the way that we got to see houses that didn't make the shortlist before. It was. I didn't like most of the houses that went from the long list to the shortlist. My preferences got left behind in most of the categories, including that amazing tree house and the bird house on the stilts. I really liked that one. And I also really liked um one of the minimalist houses that didn't get chosen. Oh, and one of the natural, to- I liked all of the natural materials, most of the country houses. But I appreciate that what they're looking for isn't necessarily what I like. And I thought, you know, it would be a really tough, tough gig to be one of those judges. So in the midst of all that, Australia has a new Prime Minister but we don't have Prime Minister Peter Dutton and I think we really need to be quite grateful for that and take stock of it. Barnaby Joyce has come out flapping his arms about how we should give more water from the environment to the farmers so they can grow feed for their cattle. It's patently ridiculous. And, um, uh, yeah, we, it's sort of like it's, it's a bit boring to think, oh, I wonder if there will be an election soon. Oh, God, I wonder if there will be an election soon. But at any rate, life trundles relentlessly on. There's quite a lot going on in it. Uh, the evenings are very cold. I woke up this morning to have ice on my windshield, which I had to... Now I, I don't tip hot water on. <laughs> I did that once. i so I didn't crack my windscreen. I'm not that clever at times. Sometimes I'm, I'm globally clever but locally stupid. And on that note, do take care of yourself. And I will see you next Tuesday.